This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cuz, Cuzaroo, Cuzaroo. Uh, Carl has one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are these podcasts? It's called run by a guy called Carl. Who are these podcasts? It's a podcast review. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday. It's a great yeah. show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. It's a quality show and they have good <laughs> ideas. It's kind of like Jocktober, but with... With really um, no redeeming quality whatsoever. <laughs> you guys are concise and brutal. Yeah, he just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it's quite hilarious. You don't have to listen to shitty podcasts. You do it for us. You do it. Ooh. These guys are making some fucking points here. I like what they're <laughs> saying. You like what they're saying. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. It's showtime. <laughs> W-A-T-P! W-A-T-P! Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that tries to hide the fact that we're drunk. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, the host of a show that can only be described as a bad time talking about shitty movies. It's the host of Good Times Great Movies. It's Doug, everybody. Oh, Carl, thanks for having me back on. Oh, thanks for coming back on. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit. Well, let's get that started again. That was really that was really nice. Uh, link to our subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our Patreon, featuring a new bonus episode every single month. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Dungeon Drunks. This was a suggestion from Birdie. Doug and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. Oh, that, well, how about that timing, huh? That was pretty sweet. That, that music is so distracting. <laughs> I didn't hear a word you said. This is a show hosted by Jack as Travancore, the half-elf ranger. Jonathan as Jonathan the Magimuscular, the human wizard. John as Carlton Tanks, the half-orc barbarian. And Julia as Bernice Q. Burns, the gnome cleric. Oh, and of course, Lauren, a.k.a. Oboe, our DM a.k.a. Dungeon Master. But why am I explaining this when they do such a great job right at the top of the show? Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. All right, so this is a podcast 
where adults get together and play Dungeons and Dragons while drinking. I was hoping, based on the name, I was hoping it would be legit raging, like trying to figure out how Dungeons and Dragons works, which would be so much more entertaining than what this show actually is. I want to play a clip that some, and I just muted Zoo, who was making all sorts of fucking noise. Thanks a lot. Nice. So <laughs> uh, I want to play the clip that sums up the show for me, because most of the show is them playing Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And it's very confusing. I'm not into Dungeons and Dragons at all. You would think Dungeons and Dragons would be like this fantasy world full of magic and all of this crazy shit going on. There are parts in the show when I can't tell if they're talking about their real lives or this <laughs> fantasy life. And here's an example of that. What's what's your plan for tomorrow? Uh, we have to go have this, what is hopefully only the second most awkward conversation I've ever had in my entire life. And... Oh, Lord Almighty, Jonathan's going to drink a potion that's going to give him a lot of courage. And... That potion is alcohol. No. We're not doing alcohol. <laughs> alcohol didn't work last time. Uh, but we are going to go talk to a former professor who he's in love with. So She thinks I'm a work of art. As if on cue, Ellie Belly, the goblin who is staying at the Temple of Integrity, walks on in and says, Was it was it time for a little bit of a nightcap? I, I yes, thought please. I... I thought I heard, and Cleo says, I thought we weren't going to have any more sherry before bed, Ellie Belly. <laughs> I mean, do I need, I do I need commentary? I, everyone, uh, I, I, just, I just hope everybody fast forward. Like, everybody listening to this skips through all of this nonsense. That is what the entire show is, and I, I hated having to listen to this thing. It was awful. I know, and I think you listened to a couple of episodes because you couldn't find anything to clip. Oh, I just listened to one. Okay. Did you uh I, did you have a clip that, listening back? Do you have a clip that sums up the show for you? Something that we can play? I do. Play my number twelve. All right. Last night I went uh, raiding in the Garden of Salvation, finally got my first completion and got the exotic from it. And it was uh accompanied with the white wine that I'm gonna be using tomorrow for some rice and beans. So uh so that'll be uh that'll be a good time. No! Yeah, this is the part of the show where they describe what they're drinking, right? They have to talk about what they're drinking at the top of the show, but that's what this is. I mean, once they're past that, I think the majority of my clips are in the first 20 minutes when they're not playing. Yeah, me too. Because once they play, as you said, it's nonsense jargon that doesn't make sense. I I mean, I don't know. We're into like episode 300, some of this podcast. Yeah. Unless you went back and listened – from show one, which I don't know who would do that. Why would anyone care what is happening at all with these idiots? No, it reminds me of Brenda Starr. You know, there would be a new Brenda Starr comic strip every single day. This thing has been going on since the 40s. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Who's, who's just getting into that in 1994? And they're still fucking popping this shit out. Who cares? And the other thing about this show is, I, I don't know if you remember, I was on uh, a while ago and we did um, My Brother, My Brother and Me, yeah. those McElroy brothers. Well, they do one of these, which is, I, I would say, sort of the top tier. Uh, I think it's called Adventure Zone. And I listened to a few episodes of that because I was just curious what all these other shows are trying to do. And while those guys are annoying as fuck and we sort of, you know, 
we heard all that they at least do character voices Mm -hmm. they're telling jokes at one another's expense at the nerdy games expense Mm -hmm. none of these people put on character voices so as you said i was wildly confused all the time like who is talking are they talking about their real life are they talking about a video game that they just played are they actually in the game right now okay dog now i have to shit out all of your points so they do character voices. They're just oh, ridiculous. They? Here's a clip that I call adults. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have some tea. And it's about time for bed for me anyway. And Ellie Belly will stay behind. And Thanks for the sherry. Up. Oh, always a pleasure. Thank you. Lovely meeting you. You too. See you tomorrow night for more sherry, I guess. That'll be great. So it sounds like the girls are a little more into the voice acting than the guys. And then you said they don't have any jokes. What about this hokey pokey joke the guy throws out? Trevin Core does a hokey pokey and turns himself about to see if there's anyone else or anything kind of scrying on them or, or what have you. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. There have been no laughs! What do you mean? I'm- None! These fucking people are dorks. It's it's terrible. And the guys, first of all, until the end of this show, when they go back through who they are, I didn't know there were three of them. I thought there were maybe two guys doing this at most. They all sound the same, and they're all a bunch of mushmouth fucks. <laughs> they're 13. not good at talking. <laughs> yeah, play 13. Okay, hold on. Where is this? Traveling course for this evening is Flying Drug Breweries. I kind of want to peel off this, this label. Jonathan Meltzer starts casting various telepathic bond. Like, you know where the de- dedication would typically be? Like, the his red versus blue reconstruction. Oh, God. Oh, good thing that, I mean, because, you know. Like, John, yeah, last time he missed out on being in the Modros because he was excluded from the spell. So he's like, he's going to come to Jonathan's life. He's like, hey, maybe you can. Let's do this manga style. Oh, my God. Drunken <laughs> podcasting is not a good idea. I don't know why this is celebrated by these people. I don't know that they are drunk when they're... I I think this is just the way they talk. And if you're saying words that aren't real words, please speak somewhat clearly. I think he said, let's let's do this Schmanga style at the end. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what most of the things they said means. Let's get back to the setup. The Dungeon Master (laughs) is very charismatic, has a lot of energy. She's very excited to get things going. Distinguished adventurers. Last time on Dungeon Drunks, our heroes have just come back from the Fist and Sheer, a bar and legal fighting ring in Neverwinter. There, they've met up with Cleo Boulderdown, an old friend of Bernie's and the head of the temple to Bay in the city. The group is hoping that they can discuss about an upcoming battle against a Yugoloth and so have returned to the Temple of Integrity to talk about details. What in the hell are you talking about? It's not a good sign when she's going, oh, let me get you up to speed. This is what's going on. And I don't understand all things she's talking about. I don't think I'm going to figure this out. Oh, no, not at all. Can I get back to the beginning of the show? Because I, yeah, I don't even want to talk about this campaign or whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. So play my number 14 because this guy's talking i mean as every single podcast has to do now they have to talk about covid19 at the start of their show and he said something at the start of this and i was really set up for something interesting play my number 14 uh, speaking as a person of faith who sees people of faith taking all kinds of meetings and trying to read into what all of this means um i'm going to come in a different direction oh okay I was very excited to hear, like, maybe he'd come to the conclusion that this is some sort of 
punishment from God for playing a fantasy game or making Harry Potter so popular, or maybe it's caused him to kind of like re-examine his beliefs and he realizes that there are no gods and there's just human, you know, they're just human constructs. But this is what he says, play 15. Use this time to work on your relationship with God. Uh, <laughs> what a bummer. I was so excited. I know. He said, what you should do is love your family and huh? pray to God. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do either of those things. <laughs> right, exactly. That's terrible advice. From a different perspective as <laughs> other people of faith. I'm pretty sure that's the same exact perspective. Yeah, it's, it's not a hot take. You know who no. does have a hot take, though, is Jonathan. Jonathan is shot out of a fucking cannon. We're gonna we're gonna acknowledge some some current events right now. Things suck uh, because of COVID nineteen. The people in charge suck because they refuse to call it COVID nineteen and refuse to do things that that need that we need to do to help people. What are y'all talking about? What the <laughs> fuck is this guy talking about? I live in New York State where the government is doing nothing but fucking with my life every single day. I can't turn around without a cop. Fucking with my life right now. This guy's going, I going, yeah, you know, the problem is we're not doing enough about this COVID-19 thing. We're doing a fucking lot about it, asshole. So, you know what, Carl, you listen to the same podcast. And I think that clip continues because he's not upset about that. Play my number 16. This is what he's really upset about. Like, uh, and the guy that, uh, that we were going to play Twilight Imperium at his house, we're also missing out on three-week-old kitten playtime. Well, the funny you said "ah" because that was the response from both girls. That's three-week-old kids. Ah! But you know what? Uh, it's not to worry because if you follow their Facebook page, play the number seventeen because he really gives the fans of this Dungeons and Dragons podcast what they were are looking for. He he has actually been pretty good about updating us with uh, with various kitten pits. Okay, I'm actually going to send one okay. uh, to. The Facebook message group. <laughs> He's going to send a kitten picture to the internet. Can I tell you where we don't need any more pictures of kittens? It's the internet. We got it. Uh, and you know what? Everyone makes fun of the way you say picture. Yeah. He said kitten pits. So I wouldn't worry too much about Thanks, the buddy. idea of picture. You did, okay. call, you did call him a mush mouth a minute ago, but sure, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. I want to talk about this social media in real time because they decide they need to not only update the Facebook, but I think there's like tweets going out and shit. And we have to hear about this as it's happening. Okay, I'm actually going to send one okay. uh, to the Facebook message group. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm taking a second and tweeting out this picture so that you can all see it, Jack. Oh, my God. Is that shit you can pull out of the podcast in post? This woman talks about editing the podcast. And then I can't even believe that. I mean, that just means laying music under the beginning and ending. I think I think that's probably true. And then yeah. the guys is really into board games. I can't tell which dork this is. It doesn't matter. But he explains. Is it Jonathan the Mushroom Musician? <laughs> Probably. Dude, 
His name is Jonathan the Magi Muscular. What, what does that even mean? I don't know. I mean, his real name is Jonathan. I know. You didn't even pick that character. No name. creativity whatsoever. You're, you're not doing a voice. At least choose a different oh, name. Oh, fuck. All right. He talks about his Instagram account, which I can't wait to start following. This sounds amazing. <laughs> I realize that my Instagram has been very uh, neglected because normally on the weekends, I'm like posting board game pics and it's like, oh, I. Haven't been to play any board games because. Uh... So normally his Instagram account is booming with pics of his board games. Could you imagine a worse way to use Instagram? <laughs> no, there is no worse way. But, there but also, be a worse way this is what they're that. doing in their free time. Like, this is what they're putting out there. I don't know if they have families. I don't know if they have friends. I don't know what their jobs are. But it seems that this consumes their life. Yeah. And something about this, and just from listening to just sampling other D&D podcasts, uh, most of it is just doing a bunch of improv, like trying to come up with – uh, ways you would react to different situations and things like that. And I didn't clip a whole lot of these. I wanted to put together a whole montage of them just trying to think of what to say next. But if you play my 18, you'll get a really good sense of what happens throughout this podcast. And B. We can actually. We, yeah. Um. Um. um that is Julia, who is an annoying cunt. Oh, man. I can't fucking and, stand her. And the character voice she puts on. I mean, she yeah. sounds like she should do cartoon character voices. I would look into that as a career for her if she's interested in doing something other than a D&D podcast. But that voice, oh, my, that voice. Listen to how, listen to how much affect she puts on her voice. She's definitely going to find a real weird Oh, real weird. Is that her? Is that uh, the is that dungeon the, master? Is that the fucking dungeon master Oboe? I don't know. Do you know why? Know. Do you know why Lauren's nickname is Oboe? She plays the Oboe. She plays the Oboe. So I oh, listened okay. to her put on that fucking affect, oh, real weird, and it reminded me of that non-binary chick from They Them There. Okay, yeah, sure. Did. And I just put together a little mashup. It's super obnoxious and annoying, but I feel like fucking with people. Oh, real weird. Well, duh. 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 All right, that was annoying. Yeah, that was part of the course. But I, I really, I feel bad in that I do like to put together a decent amount of prep before I come on here. You do. This show was so difficult to pull clips from because even I, I took my dog for a walk and I just listened to the whole thing, but I would find myself like I would just come to after about 10 <laughs> minutes and realize I, I haven't understood a thing that's happening. Yeah. So in Dungeons and Dragons, you would assume that they are fighting monsters and, and as you said, casting spells and moving into different dimensions. Can you play my number 20? Because I just found this fascinating, the setup for this, I don't know, problem that they have to solve. Because Bernie has insisted that the two of you have straw hats to give to these Modrons. Piddleschmick and Alistair Duke have heads of a sort. Piddleschmick is a triangular shape with the point on the bottom. And so there's the flat bit on the top that you can put a hat on. A hat on. Alistair Duke is the small round one with the wings, but the, the round bit has a hat. 
Felix is the starfish one whose face and head is technically the top part of the starfish. So I would like to know, what do these hats look like? I'm glad you clipped who, that. I, I was going to clip that, dog. Pay attention to this. I, I was going to clip that, and then I lost the will to live. I, I just slowly fell over off of my chair. I cannot believe the decisions of what types of straw hats you're giving to these make-believe monsters of whose heads I just described in excruciating detail. Doug, I was listening to the show throughout the week, trying to just get a sense of what are we going to talk about? And mm-hmm. every time I turned it on, I just zoned out, had no idea what was going on. Luckily... I'm not the only person who can't follow this fucking nonsense, boring story, even the people doing it. Actually, would you like to talk to them, Jonathan? Can we do that? Jonathan's downstairs. The the, oh. the three of you have gone upstairs. Jonathan and Carlton are still downstairs at the kitchen table. I thought we were back down. Sorry. Yeah, who could possibly fucking know? This whole story takes place in, like, someone's house. And they're, like, <laughs> drinking tea and sherry. And it's it's so fucking boring. It's an hour, 20 minutes of <laughs> yes, this. Like I know. you said, it takes place in a single location, maybe three rooms. Nothing happens. This is, a, this is an example dist- of that. This is what's going on yeah. in an amazing fantasy land. I'm going to say at this point, you're hanging out in the kitchen as Cleo is making some more tea before you head to bed because it is starting to get late. This is the fucking fantasy <laughs> that they have that they're drinking tea before bedtime? <laughs> what's wrong with these people okay so that brings me to one of the greatest things and any time in listening to this several times my ears perked up okay in the middle of this they break into advertisements for D&D shows that sound so much better than the one you're listening to yeah play my number 19 if you enjoy having your heartstrings pulled out of your chest whilst floundering for air and weaving silently to yourself because Celeste's descriptions of literally anything will make you wish you too were about to embark on an epic adventure with three killer ladies that sounds like a D&D game where sucking and fucking is going on and I am into it and I would listen to that, not this. I got my dick in my hand just listening to that little clip right there. I have another clip from that commercial. It's called The Venture Maidens is this other podcast they're promoting in the middle of this. And tell me if this makes you want to listen to Venture Maidens. So why should you care about the Venture Maidens? Well, if you like games that don't shy away from heartbreak and romance, this is the podcast for you. If you're looking for a podcast where character development is just as important as slaying monsters, this is the podcast for you. And lastly, there's an episode where everyone does their best Godzilla impressions. You gotta hear it. Well, that's retarded. Yep, I'm out. Sorry. (laughs) Don't fucking... Godzilla impressions? And that's the selling point? Strangely, it sounds better than this dungeon. Of course it sounds better than this fucking show! Dude, I thought that... Dungeons and Dragons, a game I've never played. I thought it involved rolling dice. I thought that there were, like, hit points involved. These these are the little things I know about this. Instead, the guy wants to investigate the house. He wants to walk around the house and see if there's anything there. And he has to roll a die in order to pull this off. If you would like to take more time, I want an investigation check. But I'll give you advantage because of the lantern. Oh, I'm happy to investigate. That's kind of what I do. That is what you do. So, yeah, if you're using the lantern and, like, you want to go into the main area, you want to go outside, you want to, like, sweep around. Uh, yeah, what'd you get? 19. Okay. Travancore takes about five minutes. It's not like this is a huge temple house. And you do a thorough kind of all around the area. 
He's rolling a 20-sided die to figure out if he can investigate the area. Uh, and this brings up another thing because again, I'm not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons. I don't I don't do that. Everybody has their own stupid and that's fine. If you're into this, great. But the thing is, I don't understand like I thought, as you said, they'd get weapons and they would upgrade and level up. And at the end of this show, the dungeon master, like it's whose line is it anyway? It's like, I don't know, here's eight million points, divide them amongst yourselves, figure it out. See you next time. Oh, I have that clip. Right here. And so you'll find out what that is about later for this is going to get weird <laughs> for modron hats for masks and for finally getting to the point in where we found the book that travancore laid as a future plot point oh so many weeks ago i'm gonna give you a total of 7600 experience to split between the four of you that doesn't make any sense rick I, I there's a scoring system involved. We just spent an hour drinking tea in someone's house, and everyone splits up seven thousand and six hundred points. Seven thousand six hundred points for drinking tea and looking around. Holy shit! I mean, these are these people have no imagination, and they're playing a game that requires an imagination. Yes, I, I would imagine this is mildly entertaining for the people playing it. I can't imagine anyone listening to this and enjoying it. No. And they do like to latch on to things that they think are funny. They talk about finding porn in the woods and mm -hmm. everyone has to get in on this gag. It's not like she found a bunch of porn in the woods or something. It's mine or like, I don't know. But like. <laughs> uh, yes. Forest porn, which is an actual thing. Forest it is an actual porn. thing. And Bernie, I'm going to say right now, Cleo, she knew where all of the forest porn yeah, was. Yeah, Cleo around. is very good. They're great at finding forest porn. Cleo. It almost would have been better if it were forest porn, I would think. Stop saying forest porn. <laughs> it's enough. We get it. Holy it's shit. Cleo. Cleo's not one of them, is it? Is that, is that just, I don't know. I don't why, know. why am I asking you? <laughs> yeah, you're asking me. I Sorry. do like when they uh, they get a little naughty and they crack themselves up with some of their jokes. This is a uh, a nut joke that this guy cracks himself oh, up. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I don't normally lock my door, but if there's something you need stashed, I'm more than happy to keep it locked and no one should be coming up here anyway. Yeah, I think we're, this will work great. Who's got the nut? Jonathan the Magimuscular kind of like reaches into his pocket and fiddles with the nut. Um, <laughs> did you, Bernie, did you say that or was that Jules saying that? Bernie said that. God damn it, Jonathan. Bernie, oh, Bernie. Boy. I know, what? I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to move on super fast. <laughs> with him I don't know what you're talking nuts. about. This is, I, I mean, this is so childish and ridiculous of i don't know every podcast is ridiculous if you really think about it but this was no, difficult to that's listen not to true there are podcasts that are very good well, there are very good podcasts out there i don't have one you don't have one but some people do <laughs> all right i i just i just don't understand the purpose of something like this if you're not giving me oh. a reason to go back in this episode if if you didn't jump on at the very start there is no reason for you to get into this now. And how far are they planning on taking this? Doug, I think you're wrong. They do explain what their mission is and what they're trying to accomplish. And Thank hopefully you. we can provide just a tiny bit of entertainment. Nope. 
All right. Let's talk about the beginning where they're discussing the drinks that they got. And this is Lauren, uh, our friend Oboe, who was gifted mead and is way too excited about that. My lovely husband and I were gifted a bottle of smirkin' mead. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and I was talking to my buddy, uh, Chris, the producer, last night. And we were talking about the fact that I'm a big fan of drinking alcohol. And people explaining what drink they're drinking couldn't be more boring to me. I don't know who the audience is for that. Why would I give a fuck? If I'm standing at a bar and someone's ordering a ridiculous cocktail, I'm just annoyed. Just grab a bottle of beer, then just twist the top off, and then I can get my order in. I don't need to yeah. know about your concoctions. This is a trope of a lot of podcasts, which is we will drink and do this. We will drink yes. and talk about this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But with something like this, where I am hoping to be transported to a magical universe, the thing I care least about are the real people and their real lives. Oh, and they spend way too much time at the top just doing their own thing, talking about what's going on in their lives. And nobody cares. I mean, the one girl goes on and on about, oh, this beer, it's from a local brewery. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Toronto that. And, oh, <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about that. Julia, this is a clip that I call Julia is boring. All right. So as oh, I gosh. put down my knitting and pick up my beer. She had to put down, she's on a podcast, mind you. She had to put down her <laughs> knitting and pick up the beer that she wanted to describe to you. And then, like you said, she goes on and on about going to local breweries and purchasing beer. And then this is great. This comes out of fucking nowhere. She gets real preachy. She's trying to explain how this beer tastes that she's tasting for the first time and just makes a abrupt 90 degree turn into anti-racism. But it's got a wonderful malty yeasty taste. It kind of has this like if you ever walk into a brewery that smells a little bit like bread. Mm. It's got, yeah. it feels like being inside of some of my favorite breweries. And that's a weird thing to describe. But also on a last note, uh, if you can, if you got a local Chinese place that you love and they're doing takeout, please order from them. Uh, racism yeah. sucks. I didn't edit that. <laughs> she goes, the, the, it's got a malty flavor to it. It reminds me of like freshly baked bread. And by the way, you fucking racist, you better start eating some Chinese food, you motherfuckers. Like, what the fuck just happened there? And I like how she was like, you know how sometimes it smells like bread? And Oboe's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty gross. She's like, oh, I love it. It's my favorite yeah, smell. Right. Uh, I just pulled this you ice pulled out. It. Like, these are all clips I listened to. This is all parts of the show. I listened to it. And I went, this is not worth pulling. I'm glad you pulled these. I, I had nothing. Like, it was so difficult for me to go through and pull anything because – as we said before, once you hit like the 20 minute mark until the end, it's just nonsense and words that aren't real. All right, well, let me let me pop through the rest of my clips and then we can move on to more important things. So I just pulled this ISO when she's talking about racism and everybody hops on board with how important that is. Stupid racism. Stupid racism. You know, if you're not going to eat from Chinese food, you're not going to eat Chinese food because of stupid racism. She was such a fucking annoying cunt. She even tells me how to live my life at one point. I don't drink and drive. Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Do what I want. It's a fucking pandemic. Uh, and then this next guy talks about the uh, beer that he's drinking. This is uh, Travancore. And he speaks in the third person which is something a lot of dorks do. Good people of Faerun, 
Travel course for this evening is Flying Dog Brewery's Bloodline Blood Orange Ale. And let's look at that artwork Ooh. on the bottle for a little bit. It's almost Ooh. like I kind of want to peel off this with his rec label and just post it. So, again, this is the guy who can't talk at it's all. fucking guy. He cannot talk. But he also is putting a visual into the podcast. Look at this label, everybody. Wow. Look at that label. I can't see the label. Thank God. I don't fucking care. <laughs> But why are you talking about the label of your beer as if that's important? And also, I, I like to... how he said he wants to. He, oh, uh, I, I should just stick this onto the dresser of my home. But I used to do that 15 years ago. And that's when I was thinking, how old are these people? Oh, what you are they doing? You haven't gone to their website? I mean, the, you could you could find that out no. very easily. Oh. I, I recommend They're it. They're not children. What They're saying. not children. These are grown ass <laughs> adults. Okay. I thought they were so excited adults. to be drinking because they just turned 21. No, no. Uh, this is yeah. them. Listen to how big of pussies these people are talking about energy drinks. It's an energy drink that I don't get a crash from. Like when I drink the other ones that are just like That's all good. sugar and chemicals, it's like after like a couple hours, you're like, I feel like garbage. This one is like, mm. nah, I feel fine. Not just that, but like then you get the awful caffeine headaches the next day and the like the it's it's bad. It's bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. This woman's talking about energy drinks. She's hung over the next day from an energy drink. How oh, big of a pussy could you possibly be? That's impossible. Oh, All I, right. Doug, I just have one more. Is supposed to be alcohol? Like, what, what is going on? I know. I, the, I, the guy is drinking some type of beverage that has caffeine in it and alcohol, as if that's never oh, been done before. Like, wow, a rum and Coke. No shit. Yeah, he can only do that though during the afternoon hours. Yeah, he does he like to sleep. So he did explain these people, that. Man. I just have one more clip. I don't even know why I clipped it. Yeah, so sure. Let's find out together. Yes. Are you going to tell Cleo anything except, or are you just going to do it? Oh yeah. So... Oh, uh, this is going to be this is going to get weird. And Jonathan the Magic Muscular <laughs> does the somatic components on the nut to uh, <laughs> drop it and. <laughs> Oh, that's why I clipped it. Because this fucking dummy, literally like a child, is acting out whatever is happening, making sound effects with his mouth. These are grown-ass adults embarrassing <laughs> themselves on the internet, and I thank them for that. Because what else are we talking about? Be, I thought there would be sound effects. I mean, I really yeah. did. I mean, we start, we start with old, I don't know fluty music whatever i thought there would be sound effects they're in a home like why isn't there crackling fire or something like that i'm not saying that that would help immensely but please don't don't make sound effects with your mouth you idiots sounds terrible uh this is the time in the show where we like to put a station id in Thanks, Chris, the producer, for putting together our uh, station ID right there. Oh. Very, very important people know what they're listening to. What do you want to talk about next? I have a feeling I know the answer to that. I want to talk about shame. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. Seamus McKillian, a.k.a. Patrick Michael, a.k.a. 
Todd, a.k.a. Glitch Fredberg, a.k.a. Kirby Roosevelt. I can't wait to talk about his new show, <laughs> Dead Town. <gasps> so amazing. Carl, I've told you many times that I listen to your podcast all the time, and I've never listened to any show that you've reviewed more than once. Yeah. except for any show that Seamus hosts. It's unbelievable. And I, and I only found this because it was advertised on Good Job, Thank You. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I found this. And you've talked about this. He has so many podcasts, but there's no way to find them. I think Chewed Gum went away. He hasn't had a new Good Job, Thank You in about two months. And I'm so happy to find this show, which is a paranormal well well i'll tell you what the tagline is it's cults cults crimes conspiracy urban legends or why not why not right (laughs) and i love that he says this up at the top of the show because he wants to explain to everybody things are going to get a little bit crazy so turn the lights on Grab a friend, because you won't want to listen alone. All right, you hear that? Grab a friend, dog. This is going to get scary. You are not going to want to be alone. Now, I listened to episode number five. We'll talk about episode number four in a minute. Let's talk about episode number five of Dead Down. He goes over (laughs) these two (laughs) children games. One is called White as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. The other is called Bloody Mary. So you just heard this is going to get fucking creepy. Turn on the lights. Grab a friend. He explains what this game is. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. You're sitting there chanting this over and over again. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. And you can levitate. And that's not something that ever happened to me. But the stories I would hear from not only my siblings, but also their friends, that it, it would ha- they've seen people lift off the ground. Okay, they've seen people become light as a feather, stiff as a board. Whoa. Okay, so I understand <laughs> now why we have the creepy music playing. It's like, whoa, people are levitating. Yeah. And, then he, and then he goes on to explain how this works. So essentially it is just a trick where everybody has to lift equally and if they don't it doesn't work but i was under the assumption when i was growing up that it could just be two or three people so i don't know (laughs) if you know this dog but it's just a trick uh i I guess my response to that would be shit sherlock He's amazed by every every stupid little thing that is nonsense and has been proven wrong time and time again. He is amazed by this stuff. Did you clip? I didn't clip anything from five. Did you clip when he admits what a loser he was? And he goes, I never did this, but uh, my siblings, like they would have sleepovers and they would have friends over and they would do stuff like this. Yeah. Everything he's talking about with these two games were games that you play when you're a little kid and you have sleepovers and it gets dark out and you try to do like these things to be spooky or scary or friends. And it was only like through the eyes of his siblings who had friends talking about this. However, I'm glad you listened to this episode too. However, he does explain that I think maybe he kind of hung out with his uh, younger brother and sister and tried these games as well. You know, let's all let's, let's see if we can float. 
It's like after your third try, you're like, this doesn't make any sense because I'm never floating. I've never lifted off the ground. So this uh, this game where you're just going to levitate is uh, doesn't make any sense because after his third try, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't make any sense before your first try, you fucking retard. I Guys, this thing has... doesn't work. I tried it three times in a row and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> he has the most ominous music playing underneath him basically saying this is bullshit. He should just play like yakety sax under the entire <laughs> podcast and it would make so much more sense. Oh, I got a better idea. How about this? And then he can talk about Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody Mary is a game that we've documented on this show way back in the day. It's really scary. You look in the mirror and you say Bloody Mary three times and then Bloody Mary appears. So, whoa, I'm getting creeped out. And then (laughs) (laughs) and then Glitch Fredberg explains how this works. Uh, staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room for prolonged periods can cause one to hallucinate. And I have some weird stories about that because for some reason when I was a kid, I would stay the night at my friend uh, Cody's house. And what we would do with that, for some reason in the middle of the night, we'd be playing like Twisted Metal and then we'd stop. And we would just take turns going in the bathroom, staring at ourselves and making faces and laughing until our faces actually hurt. Does any of this make sense? <laughs> no, no. Very specific details. Twisted metal with Cody. Yeah. Who gives a shit? This is so dumb. But he's is got Cody, the only other person listening to this. But he's got this Halloween sound effects volume seven CD playing in the background, and he's talking about <laughs> making faces in the mirror and cracking themselves up. Oh yeah, I was like putting tape over my nose and around the back of my head. It was so great. That's nothing to do with Bloody Mary. Were they nothing. doing this in a dimly lit room? Nothing to do with it. But this dummy just thinks about, oh, staring in the mirror. I have a story about that. Like, well, that's not even closely connected to what you're talking about. And it doesn't fit with anything that's going on. I don't even know if he knows what show he's doing while he's talking because he does so many fucking shows. He doesn't even know what's still going, what's stopped. I just yeah, the- there's a good chance he doesn't. There's a good chance that in all of this stuff, about 20 minutes in, he doesn't know if he's still doing a nine minute podcast right. or what's going on. How how could he possibly know? They're all the same. So then, They're all the same. This is the last clip I have from episode number yeah. five. And again, shout out to the podcast hitman who just keeps sending me information about these shows. But this is him talking about how he stares into the mirror, and we can all relate to that. Because I know I'm not the only one that has done that. Just looking at yourself in the mirror for a long time, doing stupid faces and shit. Yeah, you start to trip. And it's because you're going to another dimension. You're going to another reality. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's not true at all. Ah! <laughs> First off, no one's staring at the mirror making faces. We're all adults. Secondly, if you do do that, you don't start to trip. You embarrass yourself is what happens. I love the assertion. You're going to a different dimension. That's fucking amazing, isn't it? Oh, boy. And he he does that all the time. If I could jump into episode four, because I think that this is a nice transition here. My favorite thing that Seamus does, he does it in all of his shows multiple times, is when he makes an assertion. 
like a, a confident assertion and then immediately undercuts it yeah. by firmly admitting that he's a moron. Play my number five. You got it. If you've seen a smartphone and used one at any point, there's a good chance you'll never be a ghost. Why? I don't know. What was the point? He laugh every time. What was the point that he thought he was gonna make there? I would love to know. He mentions know. that ghosts. He's 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 amazing. He goes, I've never seen a a, a ghost. I, I don't know if ghosts exist. I'm skeptical about it. And then he goes, you ever notice how ghosts aren't shaped like people? <laughs> well, what, you mean the thing that you've never seen that no one's ever seen? You don't know how they're shaped? Like, what are, how are they shaped? What are you watching, Casper? What are we talking about? He does. If you play my number six, this is when he really says, you know, sort of along the lines of what you're saying when he talks about the fact that he does not believe. But by the end of the show, I, it almost sounds like he has been beaten down and accepts the fact that ghosts must be real. I'm skeptic, okay? I don't believe there could be ghosts. Now, like I said, I'm a skeptic. That's why, like I said, most of you out there that are also skeptical like me, there is the opportunity, I guess, when you die to come back as a ghost and haunt. <laughs> he, he mentioned at one point, he says, there's no way ghosts could exist because they would be haunting people all the time. Like, wouldn't you take up that opportunity if you could, like, haunt your grandma? Wouldn't you do that? It's like, what, <laughs> what kind of logic is that? What are you talking about? Why? None of that makes any sense. All right. This oh. is, um, I think you probably pulled this, too, because it's, it's just too mm -hmm. funny. He's recording this spooky-ass podcast at 4 a.m., but he wants to explain that he's not afraid. I'm not a full believer. I don't, I don't, I sit here in the middle. It's four o'clock in the morning right now. And I'm not sitting here worrying about, oh, some ghost is going to push my door open or move a table leg. I'm not worried about that because it doesn't make sense. Correct. Very good, Seamus. A ghost moving your coffee table at 4 a.m. doesn't make sense. It's just like how I'm not afraid of sharks being in my basement right now. Or that uh, an airline hijacker is going to come down to my basement. Or that I'm not afraid of, like, a Mexican being here. It doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't he be worried about how he's going to watch his kids the next day on zero hours of sleep? I know. Shouldn't that be the thing that he's worried about? Does he set his alarm and he's like, Carly, I got to, listen, I can get in three hours of podcasting right now before the kids even get out of bed. Or do you think she is telling him this is the only time he is allowed to podcast now? Maybe. Maybe he has to sneak into the closet with the bed sheets <laughs> and God. do these podcasts because Carly's so annoyed with them. She's on the front line of fucking COVID-19, and this yeah. asshole is talking about, I'm skeptical about ghosts, man. I'm not sure if they're real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like at the beginning of this, before he really gets into the podcast, um, he really, he asks a question that is important because he needs to know the answer to this so that he can understand how to get people to find his show. Play my number two. You found the podcast because honestly, I don't know how you would have. And that's a very weird thing for me, trying to figure out or decipher in my own mind how somebody finds a new podcast. Because I don't know how you would do it. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, 
And and normally, I mean, I don't know, Carl, you you listen to podcasts for this show, yeah. but if you're interested in a certain subject or topic, you might search that yeah, in might. Apple Podcasts, perhaps. Like, I don't know anybody who's typing in like, hmm, I'd like a podcast that is exactly nine minutes long. <laughs> or maybe I want a podcast that is self-congratulatory. I'll just type in good job, thank well, you. Or who's a- searching for movie podcasts by typing in chewed gum? He's amazing because he says, I don't know how you'd find a podcast, and he makes his podcast impossible to find. Yes. So he, he's correct. He is correct. There's no reason why anyone would find his podcast. And now people are finding his podcast because of WATP. But if it weren't for this show, <laughs> he'd still be talking to seven people. And it's those- almost like he's going out of his way to make it difficult to find. And it yes. makes me wonder, yes. since he's making that three cents per download, I wonder if there's there's some stipulation there where you cannot be the same content creator for each of the podcasts. Because mm. if I like a podcast, I will look for the little name of the person who made it, click on that, and it will show me all of their other shows. He doesn't have that in any of his podcasts. All right, let's get into that. I did some investigating today. Oh, great. And he starts off one of these episodes, actually all of these episodes of Dead Town with the Anchor.fm promo. You can also now make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means only two or three episodes, only 10 or 15 listeners, you still make money. You can make money without listenership. If you have two or three episodes, 10 or 15 listeners, you still make money. And you just mentioned three cents a download. I went ahead and did some research to figure out what are they actually paying podcasters for downloads? And I found a guy named Jerry Banfield from the Jerry Banfield show. And he has a YouTube video explaining exactly how this works. How much money have I made podcasting on anchor.fm within the first three months of switching? This is the data for you. You can take a look at it. You can see 74,080 plays, $172 in my wallet, but actually I took some kind of small payout. So the total number I've actually earned all time is 183, uh, what? I didn't do read, $188.73. Are you following this so far? Sure. Okay. This guy's had 74,000 listens. He's made $188. And he goes on to do the math for us. That's the all-time amount I've earned in three months. So that's like $60 a month, which you might think sounds pretty good. Nope. Let's take a look (laughs) at the CPM. The cost per listen. I don't know why I said CPM. Just disregard half of what I say. This... What I did to get this data, let's show you this. We might have to check out this guy's show. <laughs> he this might, is wonderful. He might be next. Sorry, I'm so gone here. Data here. I divided, I took $188, whatever this number was. Jerry just sucked. <laughs> I'm taking $188.73, and I divided it by 74,080. This gives you the amount I'm getting per listen. That means every time one person listens to my podcast, I get about a quarter of a cent, which means when 10 people listen to my podcast, I get two and a half cents. 100 people listen, I get 25 cents. 1,000 people listen, I get $2.50. 
It's $4.55. Okay. So I went hey, ahead. This guy's show. Can I come back on? Is it yeah. like a math show? I want to talk about this guy. <laughs> it's a Jerry Banfield with my calculator show. <laughs> so I went ahead and did the math on what Seamus was talking about in his promo. He said, and I'm going to use the larger numbers. He said, if you have two or three episodes, let's go with three, 10 or 15 listeners, let's go with 15. That's 45 downloads at 0.25 pennies per you're looking at 11 cents that you're going to make off of your podcast using anchor.fm. Now, listen, I am not a mathematician. I'm not an economist. I'm not an accountant. I'm pretty sure 11 cents is the same as zero. It's the same as having <laughs> zero money. That is nothing. That is literally a waste of everybody's time. Why is he promoting this? As if this is a fucking big deal. You don't even have to have listeners and you can make money using anchor.fm. Hey, uh, Seamus, I know you don't have a job and you never will, but people actually earn a lot more money than that for their time when they're good at stuff. A lot more. It's not, it's not even on the table as a possibility. Like, well, you know, if this uh, engineering thing doesn't work out, I can always podcast on anchor.fm <laughs> and make 11 cents for 45 listens. And he had to have realized this at some point. Like, he has to have already received so. his payout oh, yeah. and understood that this probably isn't worth the time it takes him to record these intros. It reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where Homer is selling grease. March buys bacon. <laughs> March buys bacon. He cooks it, takes the grease, sells it for way less than what the bacon cost, and didn't understand the math behind it. I don't know why I'm explaining everything here. Let's talk about science. Let's talk about science real quick, because what Seamus was talking about is the fact that his trailer home isn't haunted, but what probably is haunted are graveyards, because that's where all the dead people are. This is the most active place, because it has to be, scientifically. That's where the dead people are. That's where the ghosts should be. Scientifically... That's where the ghost should be. It's what he said on his podcast. I don't know how to say something dumber than that. I honestly don't. I can't I mean, figure out a riddle to say something dumber than that. And that's scientific. Or the, sorry, that's skeptically speaking, too. I mean, it only makes sense. I'm a skeptic, but scientifically, the dead people, the ghosts have to be at the cemetery. You fucking moron. So I, have so a, I have a long clip to play. It's, it's about a minute long. Okay. But... The whole point of this podcast is that he tells stories and he tries to wrap ghosts or levitation or whatever into his life. So for this podcast, he wants to tell a ghost story about an experience that he had. Here is the entire story. Okay. It's my number seven. A friend of mine, he made made it a point that we were going to run into some sort of a ghost because he had heard stories about the cemetery where we grew up. If you park next to this very large headstone on a flat plane, put your car in neutral, you would be pushed out of the way of that headstone. And we're sitting in the car, sitting in the car, just waiting, being quiet. And then we start to move and we start to move slowly. We literally got pushed until we were out of the way of that stone, and then we stopped. 
But that's not where it ends, you guys. So we decide to go back again the following week. Someone had told us to put flour on the trunk of the car because you could allegedly see handprints on the back of the car where it was being pushed. We go through the same routine. We go back there, we look at the flower, nothing. That's the entire story. This is a 35-minute long podcast, and that's all he says. That's the entirety of this show, because what he has to do is he has to extend this and drag this story out for as long as possible with filler nonsense like my number eight, if you want to play that. Oh, we're not going to talk about that story? All right, let's do that. The friend of mine, who I'd known forever, he never actually had his own license. Never. Because he had gotten in trouble for driving before he was of legal age. Got in trouble again when he was finally of age because he just kept driving. He was always driving somebody's car. Never his own, but he was driving a car nonetheless. I think it was like an 04 Honda Civic I'm so glad you pulled this part. I was laughing my ass off at this when he's describing the type of car that he was driving. Or, yeah, I think it was a Civic. A red Civic, okay? (laughs) Okay. Like, I'll get in a car if I know exactly where we're going. We're going from point A to point B. But if I get in a car and we're just doing whatever, I'm liable to just find myself very heated because I just want to go home, not only go home, but I want to be in control as to when we do go home. What does that say about me? I don't know. This has nothing to do with the story. This has nothing to do with anything. It's just incoherent ramblings just to make this stretch out to a normal podcast length. It did remind me, though, of one of the reviews on the Nine Minute Podcast that came in from Captain Redcock. Captain Redcock (laughs) says, Warning! Do not listen to this as you're driving, or else you may be inclined to veer into oncoming traffic with no seatbelt on. Or any situation where suicide is easy, for that matter, five stars. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's why Agreed. he's afraid to ride with other people, because he knows that he bores the shit out of them and they might commit suicide. But it's as good a theory as any, I suppose. Yeah, This, this is wild. And Carl, we can talk about that story all you want, because it's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. So they go to a cemetery, they they stop their car and put it in neutral, and then the car moves slowly, and he says, we're not on a hill. We're not on any type of incline, and the car moves. So their brilliant idea is, let's put some flour down so we can see where the ghost is pushing it from. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what's going to happen? And he goes, there were no fingerprints. Like, okay. <laughs> This is the worst story. There's no payoff. The worst storyteller in the history of telling stories. You guys won't believe what happened to me. Absolutely nothing. Wow. No shit. He doesn't believe that there could be slightly different grades or that a road could be sloped when you don't think it can. (laughs) Especially they're driving through a cemetery. I don't know who paves those roads, but I'm sure they're not doing a great job of it. Here's the thing. If you're going to have a format of your show where you talk about yourself, just like this podcast we just listened to, the D&D dorks who explain their lives, have an interesting life. Have something to talk about. Fucking Patrick Michael does nothing. He doesn't leave his house. 
He doesn't have a job. He has no friends. And then he wants to go on shows and tell stories. Your stories are fucking dull. You're a boring person to listen to. He's super boring. And none of his stories have to do with anything that happened last week or probably last year. It's all when I was a kid, when I was sleeping over at my friend's house in the eighth grade, when I took swimming for the 14th time, (laughs) like nothing, nothing recent in his life is worth talking about. That is odd. I find it very strange when you're an adult and you talk about shit that happened in Mm -hmm. high school. Sure. That is a weird thing. Talking about taking... It doesn't seem like it was a great time in his life either. No! Taking speech class for the second time? I couldn't tell you which classes I took or how many times I took them. I've moved on from that. Yeah, he wasn't captain of the football team. No, yeah! He wasn't valedictorian or captain of the football team. He talks a lot about high school. I just have this... He wasn't uh... drowning in cheerleader pussy in high school. (laughs) I just have this clip about... uh... Is a cemetery haunted? When you actually think about it, though, is a cemetery haunted? Because the idea of a haunting, the definition of a haunting is dwelling. I don't know. I don't know the definition. Okay, I'm not even going to look it up because I don't care enough. But what I'm getting at simply is when it comes to haunting, it feels like a place they're not supposed to be. This fucking guy is doing a ghost show and he goes, you know what haunting is? I have no idea. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try to educate myself. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. Like how this leads into, and I didn't clip this part, but this leads into him. The fact that he thinks ghosts go places where they're not allowed to be or the ghosts yeah. go places that they have no connection to. He talks about how ghosts just hang out at asylums and stuff just because they can do it now that they're dead. And I'm like, you dipshit. All those stories about like dead past patients. <laughs> you think that's where they want to be hanging out? Oh, I yes, got some time like, to oh, kill. In life, I could never go to an asylum. But now that I'm a ghost, I could just float right through the wall, I guess. What a dipshit. Oh my god. Also, I, I don't one thing after you guys played his stand up, I guess it was on the last uh episode or the episode before your two hundred, right? Um we've been playing his stand up nonstop. I don't know. every episode. Well I got more stand up to play I mean now. Now <laughs> I'm really starting to think that all of these shows are him just testing material. Play my number four. Someone very close to me actually lives right across the street from a cemetery. And I'm telling you right now. I wouldn't do that. If you got a choice, why would that be one of them? If you got a choice to live anywhere else, why choose by a cemetery? At that point, you're asking to be haunted. Yeah. Right? That's like a bad bit. It sounds right? like one of his stand-up bits. You're right. That's probably yeah. where he's coming up with all these great bits is he's just rambling about nonsense. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's pretty good. I'll write that one down. Kill Tony's going to love it. I just want to endorse dead town right now. I want to tell everyone that this is the best thing that he's doing at this very moment. I can't get enough of this guy. I can't get enough of him talking about how to play bloody Mary or the time that when he was a kid, his friend had drove a civic that didn't belong to him. Like everything about this show is amazing. It, it really is. And I have yet to dig into episodes one through three. I'm very excited though. Yeah, I probably, I probably won't. 
Uh, so, what else do you want to play uh, from this? I, I want to play, first of all, this is just for your board. One of, one of my favorite things you play is the Rain Man clip. I love it so much. So if you play my number nine, this is just for you to hold on to if you want. Ghosts are fucking lame, dude. That's what it is. Ghosts suck. Okay. <laughs> so at the end of these shows, and again, I only, I only listened to two, but I'm assuming at the end, he reads brief stories related to the topic he was just discussing. So he reads like two stories about cemetery hauntings, mm-hmm. and he clearly does not read this stuff beforehand. And he reads a story about a dead five year old boy. And he finally has this weird moment of clarity about the consequences of being a shitty parent. Oh yeah. He clearly is. This is wild. <laughs> when I heard this, I'm, uh, I had to skip back. I was like, did it? Wow. I couldn't even believe it. It's my number 11. But another legend is that of a young five-year-old Johnny Morehouse. He supposedly fell into a canal and froze to death. Awful. My parents weren't watching their kids. Parent, parents, fall into the canal. <laughs> oh no, he's it's like he finally realized what could happen to his children. He's literally of the fact that he's podcasting in the closet all day and all night. He's literally not watching his kids. Yes. Oh, that's funny. And and I didn't pull this, but a few seconds later, he talks about this kid's grisly death and goes, oh, I didn't want to read this on my podcast. <laughs> then cut it out! Like, cut it out? What are you doing? You're not doing a live stream, you numb nuts. Cut it out. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Uh, uh, anything else you want to play from uh, no. Dead Town? All right, cool. Then let's talk about Patrick Michael's new stand-up. He is... He is feeling empowered at this point. He got on Kill Tony. Tony Hinchcliffe said he had a joke that was pretty good. And now he thinks that everything he thinks of is comedy. And he's going to put it out there for the world. He does two minutes on coronavirus. And I don't, I don't know if there's anyone who has a hotter take on this than Patrick Michael. Here's one thing that bothers me the most about coronavirus. Obviously because horrible pandemic. That's bothersome. But does the guy that names hurricanes also the same guy that names viruses? Because they're never good. Like, if this was named, like, fucking slaughter virus, people would probably take it more seriously, especially children. These teenagers that are going out and partying and whatnot. If you called it kill virus, people are going to pay more attention. And I say this because I looked on the back of a Lysol can, and one of the other viruses or diseases that is known to kill is something called duck hepatitis B virus. <laughs> now, it's cracking himself up. I mean, oh my God. I'm not. I'm one of those people that's like, I don't want anybody else to be the reason that I die, but to die of some uh, a fucking hepatitis called duck hepatitis, I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna feel even weirder. Like I feel like those are the type of people that come back and haunt this motherfucker. I died of duck virus, bro? I wasn't ready. Okay? I didn't even hang out with ducks. How'd it happen? I've never even ate ducks. That's a greasy meat. Oh, no. But now all of a sudden, I'm dying from duck hepatitis B. And that's what made me think that maybe the same guy who names 
Hurricanes is the same guy that names viruses. Uh -huh. He's like, what about just duck? Holy Why? shit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess. But can I get out of here? I gotta... Trying to... Trying to go to lunch. He thought that was... What? A funny comedy bit. He's like, he's like, I don't know if you guys know about this duck hepatitis B, but I don't even hang out with ducks. In fact, if Mitch Edberg said that, that way, it might be funny. This guy is so fucking stupid. He has no idea how to formulate comedy. I'm not saying it would be a good joke, but if that was the joke, it wouldn't be as bad as this. Bunch of no. like, he won't stop talking. He won't get out of his own way. He and, won't. And He's... what's with the Looney Tunes music? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I didn't add that. He puts that in so you can't hear his kids crying. It's wow. so awkward. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so he goes, duck hepatitis B. I don't even eat ducks because that's a greasy meat. <laughs> okay. What the fuck? <laughs> do you think the guy who names hurricanes also names viruses that was the premise that was the jumping off point that he just did, did two he minutes on. that hurricanes are named after people so the premise is stupid yeah it doesn't jump? yeah it doesn't make any sense at all and coronavirus has been around for a long time oh this fucking guy it's unbelievable this guy's great. It's, I it's I, I hope he never stops doing this. <laughs> I know it's crazy, Dude, but he, I absolutely love it. He definitely will not because now that he's famous, he's been on uh, Kill Tony. He's been reinvigorated. He is going balls to the wall right now, and I'm excited about it. I'm thinking about starting a podcast that no one can find on Anchor.fm that just talks about his podcast, but I won't tell you where it is, and I'll use a different name. And you'll never hear it. <laughs> Sounds like a great business plan. If oh I can get 75,000 downloads, I can make $188. 60 bucks a month sounds pretty good. I know what you're thinking. 60 bucks a month sounds amazing. Nope. I feel like he wants to make it big. I mean, that is yeah. really clear, but he has no plan. And it almost seems like everything he's doing is wrong like everything he's doing is getting in the way of any of these shows taking off the fact that he names them bizarre nonsense nobody's going to be able to find the fact that he gives up after three episodes and just tries to do something different i, I don't understand you don't think his strategy is sound is that what you're saying <laughs> i guess not all right i do all need right. to talk about something very important obviously vic henley passed away and Vic Henley, I didn't realize, only 57 years old. Vic Henley, stand-up comedian that uh, Crozier and I broke down his latest stand-up special, Hell is Real, on a recent bonus episode. I talked last week on episode 200 that he wasn't long for this world. It was a joke. Turns out I was right. And I have to say, right now, during this pandemic, is a terrible time for celebrities to die. You got like John Prine and Kenny Rogers and no one talks about it, but the good news for Vic Henley is that he was never a celebrity. So this is a fine time. It actually works out okay. <laughs> and that Kenny Rogers thing, that was barely a blip on my Poor radar. Poor guy, I know. So Opie, back when he was doing the show, when Anthony was fired and they were doing a morning show with Jim Norton, he was talking about 
these tweets that were going back and forth between him and Anthony. And this is before they were on the outs that they're on now. And this was very interesting. I just want to give a shout out to Bryce Meehan, who found this and sent this over to me. So I thanked him on Twitter. And then I commented about how crazy Stuttering John was. And then he commented how, yeah, he's really crazy. And then Ant called me a lightweight saying I wouldn't be able to hang with him because I was telling Ant on Twitter that uh, Stuttering John was texting me all weekend. He wanted me to go drink with him. And I, I told Ant on Twitter that I was hiding from him. And then he goes, that's a good idea because you're a lightweight. And then I said, are you calling me a fucking lightweight? Twitter conversation over. And that's how it ended. I love it. Thank you, Nikki Glazer. So Opie admitted that he was avoiding Stuttering John because he did not want to hang out with him. And Anthony agreed, you should definitely avoid Stuttering John and not hang out with him. I thought that was great. <laughs> that was great. That's a good story to tell. By the way, nice dog, if that is your real name. Yeah, sure. I want to promote something that I'll be doing on Friday. Friday, April 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, the Isotopes will be performing for the internet. We have a live stream that will be performing out of comedy at the Carlson. You can go to theisotopes.com to find where that will be. It's on YouTube. And anyone in the world can check out the Isotopes performing live. Unfortunately, our go-go dancers all have COVID-19 and won't be there. But the band will be there performing. So check that oh, out. That's, that's, I mean, I won't, but other people can. Theisotopes.com in order to see that. So the other thing I wanted to talk about this week, because I mentioned last week, I'm done with Howard Stern. I, I just, I can't take it anymore. And someone posted in our subreddit, this video of him singing a song to his wife on his show Oof, from man. earlier this week. So I put together a little package on what Howard Stern is up to, because this is just embarrassing. He's gotten, he's, he's lost it. He has, this is the shock jock of all shock jocks, the guy who started it all. And here's him tuning up his guitar and explaining to Robin that he's got a song that he wrote for Beth. I'm working on this song for Beth. Tell me if you think she'd like it. I haven't right. played it for her yet. You know, I, um, my guitar playing is pretty limited, so. Because I was feeling very appreciative about her cleaning the house. Uh-huh. And I thought I should write a song for her, but maybe she won't like it. Well, let's hear it. Well, easy for you to say. <laughs> I'm trying to... You're trying to remember what you did? Yeah. Oh, boy. This already can't be good. Did you listen to this at all, Doug? Uh, yeah, you. Okay, first of all, just to peek behind the curtain here. Yeah. Uh, last evening, you sent me six hours of the Howard Stern show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you get to all that yet? <laughs> I listened to about two of it. And, and it's funny because I do. I am a Sirius XM subscriber. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to Howard, honestly, in months. And there's something comforting and realizing i haven't missed anything like oh god howard stern is still an irrational lunatic oh, oh great fantastic but oh, so like this irrational. was really really difficult to listen to because i loved the guy i really did i mean you know i used to i used to skip school i used to pretend i was sick so i could stay home from school in like 
elementary school, middle school, and listen to Howard Stern. That's how much I loved him, and it's kind of super sad now. Yeah, let's let's listen to how sad it is. So this is his first take at singing this song that he wote for his wife Beth. I'm not Eddie Van Halen. I can't. Uh, you know, <laughs> you I got to look at the guitar. Right. <laughs> Beth is the perp. Beth is the perfect, perfect wife. She loves Clorox and Lysol wipes. All right, so you kind of get a sense of where this oh, is going. Sure do. It goes on and on like that. Oh, it sure does. Now, this is him at the beginning of the show on Monday. This is from April 6th. He starts off the show with, I got this song. I wrote my wife. Want to hear it, Robin? Oh, yeah, this is great. You're going to love this. He can't even figure out how to use his equipment. I remember he's in the Hamptons at his house, at his mansion, trying to broadcast from there without all of his handlers and producers. And this is what happens. Life with Beth is like a dream. She protects me from COVID-19. She I don't like this. Um, can't sing my song to my wife because I'm squealing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it either. It sounds like fucking garbage. You're a professional radio broadcaster. Figure it out. Could you please? Could you please figure that out? So let's get into what the jokes are in this song, shall we? Oh, yeah. All right. So you're going to hear a little bit of a verse. And you'll notice that there's not one, but two toilet jokes. She doesn't take it personal when she scrubs my urinal. Beth's love for me is built on trust and getting rid of any dust. She's like the other half that makes me whole and she cleans my streaks from the toilet bowl. All right, so this is embarrassing. Obviously. It's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> and it should be. This is after he fucks through this song at the beginning, he mentions that he wants to play it later when Beth's in the room. And then of course Robin says stuff and laughs at herself as she always does. Mm -hmm. Let's zoom in on Robin on this clip. I should play it for her later She'd in the show. She'd want it to be more poetic. Oh, come on. That's the most Alluding beautiful song to I ever heard. Things, as opposed to coming right out and saying that. Robin, I just heard the most beautiful song. <laughs> Ask me who wrote it. Uh, uh, who wrote it? I did. Okay. So this is neither fun nor funny. And he's explaining to Robin that he's going to play this song again. Now, he's given out all of the jokes. He's played the entire song at the beginning of the show. Only to play this song again. And I don't know if you know how comedy works, but it's not as funny the second time. It's funny the first time because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I... So... This is such a difficult and, and <laughs> upsetting situation. Meaning, so, like, uh, Howard Stern can't get away from Beth and those cats. Beth can't get away from being on this show. I mean, normally on the show, they yeah. try and call Beth and she's never there. Like, oh, she wants every now and then she'll pick that. up. These two, uh, this marriage is going to end. This COVID thing will destroy a second marriage for this dude. I guarantee it. So Beth comes into the room a couple hours later. They're still doing the show. 
and Howard wants to set up that he's going to sing her this amazing song that he wrote. All right, let me sing you this song. Maybe it'll cheer you up. You really it. wrote a song? Yeah. Is, is this going to... No, it's about how much I appreciate you cleaning the house. I need to blow my nose. Go ahead, honey. Don't blow your nose in the middle of my song. <laughs> white Dynamite metal. radio. Oh, God, here goes my headphones again. Yep. Oh, boy. This is a lot of fun for people. Now, listen to how this song ends. This is so douchey because you got to remember that Howard Stern is fighting above his weight class. Oh, 100%. I don't, th- I don't think not, Beth not his, not his bank account, though. Yeah, like, yeah, right. I don't think Beth, though, is the, the most gorgeous girl in the world, but uh, should she be fucking Howard Stern? Not in any world that would ever exist. And so, of course, he has to end the song with the douchiest lyrics. We'll be together till the end. Beth's not just my maid, she's my best friend. <laughs> See, she liked it. Fucking thing sucks. It's, it's so embarrassing. Now, I want to take you back in time. You mentioned you listened to Howard Stern's show when you were in elementary and middle school. You might remember sure. from back in the day, there was a comedian named Joe Piscopo. Mm, yep. And Joe Piscopo is very much in love with his second wife, very similar to what we're seeing here. Uh-huh. And he decided to write a song for her. And that song sounds a little something like this for Kimberly. Now, what's funny about this is, besides everything, is that Joe Piscopo married his babysitter. The babysitter to his child with his first wife. They met when she was 18. He later started dating her. And shockingly, the girl's dad wasn't thrilled about it. (laughs) So this was fodder for the Howard Stern show back when it was funny. And I just have a quick clip. I listened to like an eight-minute bit today of Howard Stern yeah. making fun of this. And it's so funny that he has become what he's goofing out here. Did we get to the daddy part yet? Did I No, daddy's no. coming up. Okay. He's fighting with a melody. <laughs> he's got he's a real, fighting to get all the words in. He's I got a real hard on against Kimberly's father, man. I don't think it's right to go on TV and sing, sing against about Kimberly's father. your dad-in-law. Your father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and really, I don't think there's anyone in the audience who could relate to Joe's side of this story. <laughs> I mean, you could understand being... I know if my daughter brought home a 40-year-old guy... You'd be a little upset. <laughs> I'd be a little bummed. Especially if Come she on. was in high school. Right. Especially if she was a babysitter. You know, I mean, the girl was still in school. I just want to point out, dog. <laughs> Howard Stern and Bethel Strasky are 18 years apart in age. Here's him goofing out. I'm like, yeah, man, if my daughter came home with a guy way older, I'd be fucking crazed about that. Uh, what just happened? Whoops. This is the content for this show. Like, I understand. <laughs> I'm sure they're struggling for content. Yes. They're struggling for stuff to do. He probably didn't write this song, right? Fred probably wrote this, right? Maybe. But what's amazing is what Howard will do is he'll do a bit and then the next day he'll talk about how everyone was praising him for his bit. Mm. And he'll read all the emails that came in 
And this was no different, even though this song is embarrassing and cringeworthy and the opposite of what any Howard Stern fan would want to hear. He says this. Oh, God. A lot of people seem to like my song yesterday. I was shocked. Beth, really? She got, she loved every line. She banged me yesterday afternoon because of it. I thought that there were a couple of lines that she might not like. She loved it all. Well, she knows I got to be funny. I can't just, you know. Well, there's funny and then there's funny. (laughs) (laughs) What are they talking about? I don't don't know. There was nothing funny about that song. And that's when when he became the greatest interviewer on planet Earth. That's when the, the day after those interviews, that was a real tough show for me to listen to. Because yes. that's all it was, was him reading listener comments oh, in yeah. praise of his interview it would just It would just be like 55-year-old men saying, I never even heard of Billie Eilish, but then your interview with her was the most amazing, <laughs> most compelling thing I've ever heard. You're like, what are you talking about? He was talking to a 16-year-old about her fucking fingernails. Well, what's yeah. compelling about Lady Gaga was so hot till you pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he explains that he got a lot of positive feedback. And usually when he says that, he starts reading all these emails that came in. Who knows? Maybe they're fake. He couldn't even come up with a fake email. Guess who he got positive feedback from? My daughter, my daughter wrote me a text and said, <clears throat> Dad, that's a great song. I'm very impressed. I said the tune was good. <clears throat> well. We, ni- we need to work on your lyrics. Well. <laughs> For once, I agree with Robin. For once. Now, how funny is that? Everyone loved my song yesterday. My daughter sent me a text, and then he moved on. There were no emails read. There was no feedback from his fans on that. And if you have enough fans, someone's going to like what you're doing, even when it's terrible. But apparently no, you know, nobody Gary likes is that. not pushing any of that criticism through. And even Gary was probably shocked when all the feedback was negative and he couldn't even just make up some emails. Come on, Gary. Oh, it's fucking hysterical. This guy has jumped to the shark. I'm officially yeah. done with him. And let's talk about why I'm officially done listening to Howard Stern. When he came back, he was off for a week in March. It was the week where everything shut down. Uh, right after... Um, the St. Patrick's Day weekend, I think it was like the 14th or 15th. And then we had that week where Cuomo just started shutting everything down and Howard was off the air because he had a planned vacation. He comes back on March 23rd. And this is so embarrassing. This is what it sounded like when he came back on the air. I'm just really fucking annoyed and it's like everyone else, but... So I'm on my computer on a thing called Zoom. And that's how we're broadcasting to you today. So if it sounds really weird, I don't know what it sounds like. Um, It's an effort to even hear ourselves. We don't have headphones. It's not what we'd call, you know, our usual broadcast. Doug, he doesn't have headphones. Doesn't have headphones? This is on (laughs) Zoom? They're doing this on Zoom? (laughs) They did it on Zoom. He doesn't have headphones. This is how I'm teaching my classes. This is free (laughs) software. What are you doing? He's using Zoom to do the Howard Stern show on Sirius XM. He doesn't have a microphone. He's using his laptop's mic, as you can tell, because it sounds like garbage. And he doesn't have headphones. You don't own headphones (laughs) at your house? 
I can't even believe this because you sent this to me. As yeah. I said, I, I do subscribe to Sirius, but I haven't been listening. So you sent this to me. I'm listening to this on my phone this morning. And at one point he goes, we're only going to do an hour. I'm like, thank God I can't listen to this. I look down. <laughs> two there's two hours and 20 minutes yeah. left. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And then we had to listen to him talk to Jimmy Kimmel for an hour. I... I couldn't stand it. So he explains, this is the week of the 23rd. They do three shows a week, Monday through Wednesday. He explains that it sounds like shit this week, but next week will sound great. This is going to be an abbreviated show. Just to let you know, we're trying to get our regular broadcast set up. And the reason it's taking a long time, we'll, I'm going to have a regular rig in my house by um, next Monday, by Monday. The reason it's taking a long time is because I'm super paranoid and I'm in complete lockdown and I'm making everyone who comes in here wear a hazmat suit to set up the equipment. So he's telling us he's not allowing anyone to come in and make his show sound good. But at the same time, he's making tens of millions of dollars from Sirius XM. And he's not allowing that anyone to make it sound good. He goes on to explain why that is tomorrow they're coming to my house we located a hazmat suit for them to come in with they're going to set up the equipment and then i'm going to let it incubate for 72 hours at least before i test it out so all the coronavirus will die off of it so he's putting out shitty shows that sound like garbage and i, and I love this because he was making fun of podcasts and these fucking idiots what are they doing and then he puts out a show that's literally a podcast and it's garbage it's the worst thing i've ever heard and the reason is because they're going to bring me tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment but i'm not going to touch it for 72 hours because i'm a fucking weirdo who doesn't understand how viruses work like uh, uh, okay Neat. Oh, he clearly doesn't understand how viruses work. And this is such bullshit, too, because like you said, it's Monday and fine. Even if you want to give yourself 72 hours, guess what? You could put out a show on Friday. You, <laughs> you could start to record before yeah. Monday. You don't need all that time. This is such nonsense. Oh, let me explain how dumb this guy is. Now, he was yelling at his father for reading the New York Times. His parents are in their 90s. They're going to go at some point. <laughs> And he thinks he's, they're going to get coronavirus because his dad's touching a newspaper. I'm like, Howard, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know you're a germaphobe, but you're taking it a little too far. He explains what he does when food comes over to his house. Sorry, I'll tell you what I'm doing now, though. What? Even if I get, like, takeout food or anything like that, anything that's brought in, all my food at microwave for 20 seconds and kill the coronavirus on it. Right. So you're still getting takeout. Well, I'm having food brought in, yeah, sometimes. I wondered how you were getting food, because I said, he's not cooking. <laughs> Notice Fred's laughing at that. Like, yeah, no shit, Howard cannot do anything for himself. He's a multimillionaire who's had everyone do everything for him. This idiot thinks that if he puts his food in the microwave for 20 seconds, it kills off the coronavirus, and then he'll be safe. Isn't this the same conversation where he was yelling at Robin? For having food delivered as well. I yes. think this was the same day that he was laying into her for having food delivered and somebody keep coming to clean her house. Yeah, he was upset with Robin because someone would, would come over and clean her house for her, which is obviously going to kill her, obviously. Right. Oh, no, definitely. And then Howard explains this poor guy. He has this giant mansion. And he doesn't have his servants there. You know, and now I realize how big my house is now that I have to clean it. Absolutely. I can't even imagine. Oh, it's crazy. That's fascinating. Please go on. What a fucking asshole. 
This guy's going to go on SiriusXM with a show that sounds like garbage, making tens of millions of dollars and complain that his house is too big for him to clean? Who is listening to this and entertained by this? I, I don't know, because you assume that at least 20, 30, maybe 40% of his audience right now is unemployed. Yes. They are out of a job. They have lost their jobs, and they For have to sure. listen to this rich douchebag talk about how he doesn't know how to take the garbage out. Oh, and let's not forget that he became huge in New York City. He's got a giant following in New York City, which oh. is the hotbed for coronavirus. Sure. He fucking got the fuck out of there and went to his house in the Hamptons. Of course he He's did. He's in a mansion in the Hamptons going, I have to microwave food that's over to my house. How many fucking middle fingers can people give this guy at this point? And this is the part that pisses me off as a podcaster, not understanding how to fucking use technology and put on a regular show. We can't even take phone calls yet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We can't talk to the audience right now except through Zoom. Yeah. You don't know how to connect a fucking call. There's not someone at SiriusXM who can show you how to do that. Like, what if Mike Sappho wants to call in and waste everyone's time? Like, how would you pull that off? Hey, that makes me think that <laughs> Gary called everybody about 20 minutes before this and said, I figured out how Zoom works. I'll send you an email invite. Let's just get on. After he explains that they're on Zoom and he can't take phone calls, he says, Jimmy Kimmel's going to come on, and Robin has the world's dumbest question. Also today, at 8 o'clock, Jimmy Kimmel, we're going to check in with him because Jimmy's such a great friend of the show, and we'll just check in and see what the fuck Is he's Is he going to be on Zoom, too, or, or what? Yeah, he's on Zoom. He'll join <laughs> us. Oh, great. Okay. Yes! What do you think? He's got a cannon string? Yes, he's going to be on Zoom, Robin! He just explained there's no other way to connect with the show! He's going to have his face pressed up against Howard's office window and yell things to him. <laughs> What's he, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I can't stand Robin. Uh, but the good news is, Doug, and I, I hopefully you didn't listen to all six hours that I sent you. Because as they come back and we're in the middle of this pandemic and Howard's freaking out and the world is ending and the sky is falling, it's good to know that Ronnie the limo driver is still disgusting and talks about shit no one wants to hear. This is him explaining he went to Puerto Rico with his fiance and fucked her in the ocean. We were in, uh, we were in the ocean and uh, she, she started rubbing my dick in the water. And, it, it, and I, you know, I got into her, but it, it just felt weird in the ocean. So we, we really didn't, I didn't come in the ocean. There's a lot of grateful fish. Yeah, the, we came back to we ran back to the room because the room is like only ten feet from the from the beach. Yeah, we finished off in in the room and then we went back out to the water. Like what was happening was Stephanie wearing like really like hot bikinis and getting yeah. Up? yeah 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 oh definitely. Did other people tell what you were doing? Um. Yes, he's a seventy-year-old man <laughs> fucking a woman who looks like his granddaughter. Yes, people could tell what they were doing. How would you not yes, be staring at that? On that. <laughs> How would you not be and checking that what, out? And this is what I mean. Like I have taken months off of listening to the show, and I, I went back in. I'm like, oh yeah, Howard's still an irrational germaphobe. Uh, Ronnie's still gross. Like I, it's like I haven't left. Yeah, every show must be the same now and it's a shame that I'm just realizing this nothing has changed and they're still talking about a 70 year old man's penis you know isn't Ronnie's <laughs> cock amazing 
Oh, God. It's vomit-inducing. It's the Ipecac of broadcasts at this point. You know what? All of our heroes have to fade away at some point. I think it's about time. Yeah, I think so, too. This is the time in the show when I'm realizing I fucked up because I don't have... The teaser. The teaser. The I know that Kai is going to join us again next week, which I'm excited about because I can't wait to hear how they lost the bit they did, him and Doug, oh, man. from Who's Right. I want to. They got some splaining to do. I was pretty excited after last episode. First of all, I was finally mentioned in a PJ song. I know it was about how great Croge is, but <laughs> I was still in there. And that That's was a big great. deal, buddy. And the other thing is, I felt like I was sort of up a little bit on the uh, co-host pecking order since you were ghosted by Doug from Who's Right and Kaya. I mean, I know, you know, Croz and Andy are still ahead of me, and I'm only just above Jen from the Jingles to Yeah, Bond, don't don't read still... into it. Don't read into no, it too no, no. much, Doc. I'm just I, saying uh... I don't have as many people ahead of me. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I, <laughs> I don't have anybody else behind me, but come on. I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just so the listeners know, uh, and I don't know how much of this information you need to get out, but just so people know, anytime you hear me, it's because Carl desperately texts me saying all i have left is jen you have to come on <laughs> so if anyone's ever hearing jen it's because i said no oh fuck shots fired that's fucking uh that's intense right there i think i have uh drop for that oh nice okay all right <laughs> doug i want to thank you so much for coming on listening to our buddy patrick michael listening to howard stern listening to the dungeon drunks you always go above and beyond. Let's talk about good times, great movies. What's going on with uh, with your show about movies from the 80s? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you like to listen to Carl make fun of terrible podcasts and you want to listen to two idiots make fun of terrible movies from the 80s, take a listen, find us wherever you get your podcast, check it out. We even talk about good movies, but, you know, we kind of take the piss out of them a little bit. It's worth listening to because Doug's co-host, Jamie, sounds hot. Right. She's really great at what she does. Uh, and I'm there because I know how to edit the show and hit record. So please join us again next week. It might be the episode we found out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. <laughs> Uh oh, retard alert! Retard alert, clam! You fucking know all about this shit! What is this garbage? How do they have a podcast? This is bullshit. Your wife had vagina stitches in her. Ew. That's why today will not be a great show. Fuck you! You know, who are these podcasts? Fucking thing sucks. I I don't get it. Makes no sense. I keep forgetting to do this lately. Reviews, reviews, reviews with Vic.
Nick, you awake today? Yeah, I am, surprisingly. How's it going? Good. How are you? What are you wearing? Oh, my gosh. I am in my finest attire right now. You would be very impressed. That's good. Oh, were you talking it's to Doug? I'm sorry. I've never had the, no, I've never had the pleasure. No, uh, I, you're the best Doug. I like you better than the other one. <laughs> Doug, yeah, meet, Doug, meet Vic. My job here's done. I'm going to go. Vic, meet Doug. Vic, we had any uh, reviews on uh, any of those uh, iTunes or whatever the fuck people review us on these days? Yeah, quite a few cringy ones. Oh, good. Um, the first one is uh, all caps, the title's everybody. Uh, everybody's now writing bad reviews with five stars, hoping to get read on this podcast. That is yep. douche chili. Yuck with like four Ks, five stars. Very good. Um, right. Uh, and then someone is missing Kaya's voice. Uh, I'm assuming it's a girl, maybe a guy, you know, uh, Kaya does seem like a little bit of a twink, but, um, it says bring Kaya back sometime soon. His voice does things to me. Ha with like four exclamation points. Seriously though, Carl, your voice has grown on me quite a lot too. I don't cringe anymore when you scream talk. XOXO, thanks with like seven S's. I wonder uh, if that's stars. I wonder if that's the girl who had the wet dream about me in the subreddit. I don't know if anybody else read, uh, <laughs> read that thread, but. I'll brag. Oh, <laughs> uh, this guy called Carl. There you go. Kai is back. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, and then someone said, sorry, Carl, just heard the latest episode. I didn't mean to leave a one-star review in the past. I actually love this show. I work for the same company as Andy and your podcast gets me through sucky Mondays. Keep it up. Love Croge, Andy, Jen, and many other co-hosts. Five stars. So this fucking asshole did it the opposite way around. Give me one star and a positive <laughs> review. Fucking idiot. Yeah, well, no, no, no. It, he left a five star this time, but it seems like he left a one star in the past. Yeah, that's which is really funny. dumb. That's really dumb. He said he loves Jen, so apparently Jen, Andy, and Croge won him over. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, Why are you so surprised said, about that, Doug? What's so shocking about that? I'm not mentioned. Don't you understand <laughs> that I'm pretty damn jealous? Yeah. Yeah, you never mentioned Doug. It fucking sucks for you, man. Sorry, yeah. I've been on like five times. It's okay. <laughs> Um, someone loves this show. This podcast makes Seamus look like God's gift to broadcasting. Five stars. All right. And wow. then uh, love this. Found you guys from Le Revenge of the Sis. I'm binging from the beginning episodes while in quarantine. Uh, Kevin's impressions are hilarious. Got, glad I got a lot to listen to now. Five stars. But uh, I have a feeling he'll leave a one star in the future. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's gone. Yeah, when he realizes there's no more funny impressions. <laughs> There's nothing oh, funny anymore. Cobra Commander is gone. <laughs> and then you actually got a one-star review. Oh, no. uh, what, what a waste of time. Uh, you'd think such a seasoned podcast critics could make a podcast of discernible quality themselves. Annoyed emoji. Uh, one star. Oh, somebody bought her. Did we make fun of this show that you like? <laughs> sorry guy probably very sorry guy oh goodness yeah and then uh someone you know of course you have your boomer uh audience members and he was just talking about loving opie i didn't copy and paste it because i'm lazy what okay. <laughs> those are five stars you know not interesting just like oh i love opie keep it up maybe it was so, uh, maybe it was creamy butters who wrote that 
Maybe it was the guy that like talks for like seven fucking minutes in the voicemails. I love him. Oh, Jesus. So I didn't play Opie stuff. He put out a podcast since Vic died. But unfortunately, it was just an old episode of him hanging out with Vic, which is not fun to listen to. There have been a lot of speculation around how long he's going to drag this one out for. I don't think Vic was as integral to the show as Carl Ruiz was, but I'm definitely predicting a number of shows where he gets together with Sherrod Small or anyone else who's ever talked to Vic in their life, and we have to hear about what a great guy he was and how amazing he was. So looking forward to that. Definitely pull clips from it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm glad I realized I didn't really have to listen to any Opie. I didn't have to listen to any stuttering John. Thank you for making that clear before I got on here. You're welcome. <laughs> you should have made him do it, Carl. Come on. It's free content. All right. Let's listen to some voicemails unless you have any more reviews to read. Uh, No. All right. No more. All right. Let's hear a voicemail or two. Hey, Carl. It's Squeeps. Uh, don't fucking pretend like you need fucking haircuts. I've seen pictures of you. No hairstylist wife is going to save that face. <laughs> you're, you're talking about, oh, it's good that I have a hairstylist wife. No, no, no. You, you need a plastic surgeon wife. Um, but, uh, you know, love the show. Uh, congratulations on 200. Um, it could have been better. The, your 100 episode definitely wipes the floor with this fucking one. Um, you need to beat Kaya and Doug for deleting a fucking... SD card. What kind of retard deletes an SD card? Seriously. But anyway, congratulations. Uh, I hope you die and break your legs. But I love you. So uh, call me back. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks mm. for that. I'm getting a lot of criticism for episode number 200 just because Doug and Kaya weren't on. Who gives a shit? We had all the heavy hitters. We had Andy, Andy's brother Joe. Nice dog. <laughs> Vic, yeah, the my list goes on. was pretty terrible. The list goes on. Even I was even able to wake up Kevin for a fucking minute to do something for the show again. So I don't understand why this is seen as a failure. It seemed like a, a pretty big deal to me. Extravaganza, if you will. All right. This is someone who meant to call into a snowplow show. Hey, um, actually, I meant to call into the snowplow show, but... I called in to you. Um, maybe you should review the Snowplow show. I don't fucking care. Fuck you, Carl. That's an example of a very good voicemail. Here's another hey, one. Hey, Rubber Dick. I was going to call in to say something about how I was just going to call in to say, hey, Rubber Dick, and I to cuck out the guys that are going to call in to say, hey, Rubber Dick. And I was going to say that it's going to become just like Hey, this is Greg Opie Hughes, and this is how I talk. And then the voicemailers went right back to that same old fucking chestnut. Amazing. I thought Andy's drunk call was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I was laughing about it quite a bit. Uh, people are calling in about Vic Henley, of course. I'm pretty sure Vic Henley hung himself after he heard uh, your episode uh, reviewing his comedy special. Two people from the OP radio podcast. I'm not, I'm not proud of that at all. I would, I, Vic Henley is one of my favorite uh, people to make fun of. (laughs) Not happy about that. Loss. I don't think Vic Henley would spend $5 for my Patreon. 
in order to hear us making fun of his stand up. But <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't think he had five dollars to spend on your Patreon. I gave him nine ninety nine. Could have used that. All right. By the way, the next bonus episode is going to be, I I talked to Dick. We're going to do Maddox's book, Fuck Whales. I got to get the audible version of that. If anybody has uh, the MP3 of of Maddox reading his book, Fuck Whales, I'd love to get uh, a copy of that. Is that legal? Is what I just said a legal thing to say? (laughs) Probably not. All right. Uh, Here's another person who's uh, surprised by our 200th episode. Hey, Carl. Well, you did it. You got to 200 episodes. You know, most podcasts don't even make it that far. And judging by how last episode went, I'm surprised you actually made it that far. Oh, come on. There's a lot of complaints about episode number 200. I'm not sure where those came from. Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, The top autist is now into our show. W-A-E-T-P. Hey, Carl, you fat fuck. Just wanted to congratulate you on 200 episodes. Thanks, buddy. You know, nowhere near as good as the Dick Show's 200th episode, which was thebomb.com. But the real purpose of this voicemail is to call out my other fat fuck of a friend, the top autist, who I recently got to go from listening to The Dick Show and after being an absolute pussy about one of your episodes, hating and not not grasping the artisanal qualities of his favorite podcast, refused to listen to you. And now I've got him listening and he thinks you're fucking great. So you know who you are. Top office. Call me back. Thank you. And that's a very important public service announcement for everyone. Tell your friends to check out WATP. That's how we grow our fan base. Doug, you were talking earlier about Patrick Michael didn't know how people find podcasts. Sometimes someone just recommends a show that they enjoy. Go ahead and go out there and recommend the shows that you enjoy. Do that. I mean, I don't do that. I don't even want people to know that I know. The show. <laughs> I never, I never do that either. I don't even tell people I host the show, let alone recommend it to people. Uh, remember that? Drunk... I don't want to make my few listeners mad that I would make fun of anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you. Remember that drunk guy from Canada who called in? He was blackout drunk at three in the afternoon because there's a quarantine and he's walking his dog with. White claws. I don't know what his excuse was. It seemed ridiculous. But he called back in to explain himself. Hey, you fucker. It's Trump guy calling again. And this time I'm drunk. And it's like fucking 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It is like 3 in the afternoon. And uh, first things first, I wanted to get on to... Uh, I was listening to your fucking bonus content. Patreon. Hey. hey You got punched out by a fucking nobody fucking pussy tattooed little loser. And you didn't even do anything about it. You didn't even call the cops or you just go punch them back, you would crows. It's true. <laughs> uh, that's cute. But what I was really calling about was uh, once again, when, I was, when I'm drunk, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I can talk about this. Red Bar, hey! You talk shit about Red Bar 
And I think you need to watch a full episode again. I don't understand what you hate about it. It's hilarious. All he does is make fun of comedians that are terrible. It's six hours long. This fucking Red Bar show. Who can watch <laughs> an entire episode of that? I don't have six hours to kill. You know what you like? All these comedians that are fucking put on terrible podcasts. That's all he does. They just hate on fucking awful comedians who are famous for no fucking reason. I heard he crossed Chrissy Mayer recently. I have to check that out. I love you. And, uh, oh, also, Andy. I was listening on the bonus content. You guys were talking about podcasts that make fun of other podcasts. And Andy's like, <laughs> we're the only ones who would do that. We're the only ones who would ever make fun of another podcast. And then there's Red Bar and, you know, Red Bar and Sis copied Red Bar. So there's Red Bar and Sis and Red Bar and like 900 other YouTube channels. Andy, you're gay, and your brother is a liberal fucking pussy. I love this guy. Fuck you, Andy's brother, you fucking vagina. Remember when you made a whole episode super awkward and everyone hated you? <laughs> hey, bye. All right. That's my favorite collar now. Huh. Uh, if that guy would get drunk and just say band practice, I'd, he'd be the top collar. Uh, here's someone who's a fan of Monique. Wow, all this Monique talk is getting my dick rock hard. You want to know my Monique fantasy? Okay, she gives me the sloppiest of blowjobs, spits in my face, tackles, and then goes back to deep throat in my cock. Mm-mm-mm. Monique and radio, don't get my radio spunk. Call me back. Nope. That's disgusting. Monique is not an attractive female. Is that Mo apostrophe Neek, or is that a different Monique? It's a different Monique. Monique from Radio Gunk is the woman who's made a career out of hating Howard Stern, although she loves Howard Stern, although she hates Howard Stern. <laughs> okay, all right, I got it. She's the one who turned down Suttering John to co-host his podcast. Yes. Like, on the show, John, if you're going to get turned down by a girl, do it when you're not broadcasting, you fucking idiot. Um, all right, let's uh, hear more about episode number 200, our big celebration. Hey, Carl. I just wanted to thank you and congratulate you for 200 episodes. You know, most podcasts, by the time they get to 200 episodes, it's just a big fucking circle jerk. Yep. You, however, have created this wonderful community and all these co-hosts that don't give a shit about you. Mm. So this episode <laughs> is just a blast to listen to because no one cared about it. You were the one who cared the most about 200 episodes, and we just got to listen to you be mad and sad about it that no one else cared. Uh, yeah, good episode. Uh, and first, I will be listening to the podcast before uh, I listen to the WATP episode. Uh, I hope it doesn't suck. Oh, uh, oh no. I hope we He's autistic. I hope we didn't do that this time. Yeah. You know what, Doug? I meant to play this earlier in the show. This I don't know if it's the same person, but somebody did go and listen to Dungeon Drunks and summed up the show for us. I should have played this. Carl, this, this fucking podcast. I, I know I did this to myself by listening to it, but come the fuck on. These guys are terrible. The, as someone who plays Dungeons and & Dragons and has run games, I know a few basic things. Like, for example... If you are running the game, you should have stuff prepped. This, that fucking, she, she had, she was vamping from the beginning. This is an hour long show that they do once a fucking week. 
and immediately at the beginning of the episode I was listening to, she was like, stalling for time. What the fuck? It's like, you should know what's going to happen if you're only going to play for an hour once a week. That's like all the time in the world to prepare for what's going to happen. But you didn't. It's... And it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> knowing what they're talking about, like, knowing it fucking sucked. Uh, thanks for the po- podcast recommendation. Fuck you. Goodbye. Call I'm not back. recommending this podcast. <laughs> That's not a recommendation. <laughs> I wasn't recommending it. By the way, I just want to point out that I dropped the fucking ball. It would have been nice to have played that earlier in the show to get a perspective from someone who actually knows how D&D works. Yeah. Because Doug and I did not. And after episode 200, when everyone was praising me so much, I thought, well, I'm really good at this. And now I, I realize I'm not that good. And I have a long ways to go. Good to know. Again, everybody was praising you. I don't think you got out of that show what everyone else did. Oh, no? You didn't hear that? <laughs> Here's a, a trope I've been hearing quite a bit lately. Man, the wrong Vic died this week. I would seriously oh, rather have Boomer Guy host the voicemail segment than <laughs> Mrs. Victoria over here. Oh, I saw that. Oh, wow. I saw that on Twitter. I saw that on Reddit. Oh. I saw that on the Discord. The wrong Vic died. There's just so much vitriol for you, Victoria. I, I mean, you could kind of say it's vitriol, am I right? Oh, I Ooh. see what you did there. See, it's it's yeah. jokes like that that's gonna win everybody back. Absolutely, I like how he called me by like my full name, like a fucking like angry mother. Like I'm disappointed <laughs> in you, you know. I, they're right. I wish I died too. I'm still working, and I wish I was fucking quarantined. How is that possible? You work at a restaurant in California, and you're still working. Is that true? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Like I'm a I'm like a baker manager for like Panera. And, like, all I do is just yell at old people and just shove dough in the oven. <laughs> oh, wait, you're, wait, hold on, hold you're in the kitchen. You yell at old people? Who are the old? Are they the ones working there? Yeah, dude, there's hella fucking old people baking at Panera. They're all, like, fu- we have, like, a 65-year-old fucking working there. Like, he moves slower than fucking shit. Do you put all the high schoolers out front? Because that's all I see at our Panera. Yeah, yeah, no, um, there's, like, someone who bakes there all night long, and it's usually just old, grumpy assholes who can't, like, work with anyone. Okay, so they work with you, all right. Yeah. So you were explaining that when you have to interview people, sounding like a 12-year-old boy is, makes it difficult, but you're interviewing people to work at Panera Bread. Yeah. So what's the fucking difference? I'm... I'm confused. Well, because they're all like 80 years old. They're like, oh, man, I love the soup here. I just want to be a baker. I'm like, okay, can you walk? <laughs> usually the answer is no. All right. Really so. learning so much more about Vic. I, I enjoy Vic as a character and these little <laughs> tiny pieces that I get. Had Dang. no idea you worked at Panera and that doesn't change my life, but it, I find it interesting. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's at the edge of their seat right now. Like, what? Absolutely. What does Vic do? People are texting their friends. I know, I know, I just heard that too. I know, I know. But, uh, you know what? I've been on the fence about uh, getting on that Patreon, but maybe just so I could text you pictures of the exterior of the closed Panera near me. Oh, maybe yes. I'll finally sign off. 
Yes, this is a good reason to get on our Patreon. You get Vic's cell phone number, and you can show her what the Panera Bread near you looks like. <laughs> Are there old people working there? She doesn't know. <laughs> All right, a couple more real quick. Hey, I've uh, been binging your show since these whole shutdown corona and um i let's see what episode i'm on just want to do a little correction which i'm sure you know about okay. uh, episode 145 fun employment you said you'll never have a patreon okay. i know you do uh, and I'm, I'm about to start supporting you thank you once i'm done binging these which will probably be another week since i got nothing to do laid off all my employees hmm. I uh, hope you, uh, I don't know if everyone's on the show still, because I haven't caught up, but uh, uh, Kevin, Rose, Andy. <laughs> Do you think I'm laying off co-hosts? <laughs> uh, so uh, that'd be a great phone call to have. Hey, Andy, good to talk to you, buddy. So anyway, coronavirus, and uh, yeah, just <laughs> not going to work out. Again, people wonder why I'm on right now. Now I understand. <laughs> now why. you understand. I had to lay off all the expensive co-hosts. Uh, Taya, um, I love you. You are giving me so much entertainment now, and I can't wait to get to all these secret shows on Patreon. Um, not secret. That's it. It's not a secret. I'm not too corny. This is squeegee. Bye-bye. Squeegee. We love you, buddy. Thank you so much for binging the show. Tell a friend. Become a Patreon subscriber. Give your money to your friend, Carl. We love it. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got this this morning. British Opie called into the show. Hello, this is Opie, and this is how I sound. Um, look, can you stop ragging on my co-host, please? I mean, first Carl, now Vic <sighs> Henley. I'm pretty sure your piss taking is killing him. <laughs> My piss taking? He, he says, instead of saying, this is how I talk, this is how I sound. I love British Opie. I would listen to his podcast. British Opie, you have a fan, my friend. All right. Doug, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it. I always love having you on. Vic, as your only fan, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. You have no one else, you know, willing to even call into your show. So it's the least I could do. You know what? I think that I think the problem was I went to PJ too early in episode 200. People were just like, oh, boy, this show is this show is really falling off the rails. Uh, speaking of PJ. Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves. 